welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Natalina, the CEO and founder of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be talking with Teju, who's an incredible entrepreneur. She's going to be diving into just really how to build a business and some of the key tips and strategies that you need to know. Not taking your business personally, how to take the ego out of it, really understanding your why, the art of asking abundantly, and so many more great tips and strategies that are really going to help you today. Rise Up For You and enjoy this episode. Teju, thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. We're honored to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting our audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Ned. I'm so excited to be here too. Um, so, you know, I am the quintessential serial entrepreneur. Um, you know, I've loved business for as long as I can remember remember have always been building things. Um, and right now I own a growth marketing agency called the Salt Group. And I recently launched uh, a new brand called Bliss Brands and our first portfolio business under that called Blisswell, where we are a platform that's connecting individuals with uh, complementary, holistic, and alternative medicine doctors. So think of it as like the, the ZocDoc for complementary medicine. So, um, you know, it's been fun working on both businesses and, you know, really working to accelerate and grow them. And how did you get into, um, A, how did you get into business and creating your own business? Is, is entrepreneurship something that you've always kind of done or was there an aha moment in your life? And then secondly, why specifically those two fields? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I have as long as I can remember, uh, you know, been creating things, had a lemonade stand, sold bracelets, uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, a young child, was always selling something, creating something. I've always had this creative drive, Um, you know, but it wasn't until, uh, you know, I would say my mid-20s where I was working for a technology startup and, you know, had worked in big corporations for a while and just felt like that wasn't my fit, you know, felt like the nine to five path wasn't particularly my route. I got hired by a startup and was on this journey of self-discovery and personal development. So I was reading a ton of books at the time. Um, and, you know, it was kind of the perfect storm of events. I read the four hour work week, read Think and Grow Rich, um, among a, a couple of other books while I was, you know, getting my first introduction into a startup. And, you know, from there I said, Hey, this is awesome. I love the fact that at this company, the, the company I was working for at the time, you know, they've been able to create this product, market it, and, you know, really serve people. Um, you know, that plus the books I was reading at the time helped to fuel this idea of, I can do this too. I can be an entrepreneur. I can build my own company. Uh, you know, let me figure out what I want to do and then take that risk, take that leap and go out on my own. Uh, so f- since I worked at that startup, that was actually my last formal job, so to speak. Uh, you know, I launched 
launched my first company right after that, which was an e-commerce business. And then from there, I've launched you know a ton of different things. Some have worked, some haven't worked, uh, but that's all a part of the entrepreneurial journey. And I think that what I love the most is the discovery process. So each business, each idea that I've come up with, you know, now my team have, comes up with. It is an opportunity for me to, uh, you know, learn something new, go into a new world. Um, and Soul Group started out of me advising and working with another agency. And, um, you know, all of the work I'd done in tech back when I was working for that startup. So what I had found was that there was this disconnect between the way that, uh, you know, traditional ad and marketing agencies were, were executing and, um, you know, all of the data-driven stuff I'd done in tech, I said, wouldn't it be awesome if these two things were fueled together and we created this really, uh, you know, meaningful data-driven performance-based growth agency? Um, and that's how Soul Group started. Um, with my new company, it came out of a personal need. Uh, you know, I'm really into, you know, mindset, holistic health, and found it difficult to book providers in that space, found it difficult to found it, find a naturopath, found it difficult to find an awesome, you know, reflexology specialist and said, wouldn't it be awesome if this was on one intuitive platform? And that's how Blisswell got started. So um, most of my businesses start that way. It's a need or a, you know, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, and, you know, I'm the type of person and luckily have the team to support me now where as soon as that idea sparks, I'm out and executing and testing and seeing if the idea is actually viable. Um, you said a, a lot of really great, you know, points indirectly, but the thing that I caught on, um, first off when you were talking is that you, you failed a number of times and you've kept going yeah. and, but you've also, you're not afraid of change. So you, you've tried different areas. Some things worked and some things haven't. And I think that one of the issues that we see with, um, you know, entrepreneurs or people that are wanting to be emerging leaders and, and build companies is that, you know, they'll try one thing and it doesn't work and then they stop. But it could just be that that one idea wasn't a good fit or maybe they really didn't have the passion that, you know, they thought they had for it. But I think it's really great that you that you did mention that you have failed and you have a number of ideas that you try and you and you really, you know, you have this discovery process that comes along with it. Absolutely. I think that one thing I always say to the entrepreneurs I work with is that you can't take business personally. So you want to add your personal touch, but you can't take business personally. Um, so, you know, and I, and I did this in my first business. My first business, I thought, hey, I'm going to run this fashion startup. Um, you know, I'm going to have this great e-commerce business. Here's the way it's going to look. I'm super into travel. I'm going to launch a travel magazine alongside of it. You know, I had, and, you know, self-admittedly, it was a very egocentric approach to business. Here's what I want to create. Um, and as I've gone through and, you know, launched and failed and learned and, and gotten mentorship and read books and podcasts and it received a ton of support, um, you know, one of the things that emerged out of it that was this recognition that at the end of the day, you're in business to serve your customers. So figuring out what their pain points are, figuring out the areas of opportunity in a marketplace, figuring out how to disrupt a marketplace and make people's days better. Um, you know, really that's where the the most powerful ideas, the most, most profitable ideas 
often come from. Um, you know, so you can't be afraid to put your skin in the game, learn something new, learn about a new industry. Um, you know, I think that a lot of growth comes through saying, hey, wouldn't it be interesting if I put my experiences from, you know, a seemingly unrelated industry or experience and I, I stepped into something else and how could I make that experience better? Richard Branson talks about all the time that with Virgin, they look for business opportunities. They look for industries and marketplaces that they can disrupt. They're not all related, but that key thread of disruption is there. And I think that when you take the, the personal and the ego out of it, um, you know, and you come from a place of enjoying the journey and then saying, Hey, you know, here is my, here are my values, my, my grounding individuality. And you add that to whatever you're trying to create and figure out, then entrepreneurship becomes a much more enjoyable experience and journey. Um, you know, you can start to be curious about what you're building and why you're building it. Absolutely. And I think that it's also interesting that you know, you mentioned earlier about the need about, you know, if there's a need, then, then, you know, do something about it. And I think that sometimes we often get confused about a need that people want and our personal hobby, <laughs> you know, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, I've done that. <laughs> so Tejia, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about, you know, those of us that are listening that either, you know, have a business or are already entrepreneurs and, you know, those that are wanting to build a startup startup or, you know, maybe expand their business. What are some key points that you can, you know, from your experience that you can tell us and give us about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I will say this. So building a business, um, you know, it's really tough work. It's tough work. And, you know, I don't think that a lot of times people speak about how difficult it can be. So, you know, and I say that so that when you go into starting a company, you're not so hard on yourself. And I see this often, um, you know, especially early entrepreneurs and and first time founders, they say, you know, Hey, this is really, this is really hard. I'm not, you know, I'm not figuring out as quickly as I I feel like I should. There's this, I feel like I should, I feel like I should be growing faster. I feel like I should be doing this. Um, you know, and a lot of that is fed because, especially in the media, we see everyone's success stories. So you say, hey, this person, you know, is exiting a $500 million company. Um, you don't know the type of work, the training that went into them getting to, to where they are, the, the companies that they started and didn't work out, um, you know, the mentorship, the support, the hours they spent, uh, you know, up until 3 a.m., testing their product and going through development, all of that stuff. We don't see that journey um, at the end of the day. So I would say this, recognize the the fact that building a business is tough work. And, you know, you really have to think through your why behind building the company that you're building. Why are you doing this? Why are you interested in entrepreneurship? Um, and, you know, I think that the, some of the best entrepreneurs are able to come at it from a place of, really being curious about solving problems and finding solutions and working through really, really difficult challenges. Um, You know, so I would say that's number one. Um, You know, if you can take the, you know, kind of should out of it and say, hey, let let me see if I can figure this out. Let me see if this is a problem worth solving. Um, You know, then you're at least starting on the right path. Um, And then once you've found something that is a pain point, a problem worth solving, um, you know, I think that it is really getting clear on execution. Um, Execution is key. It's one thing to have an idea, but if you do not put a plan into place, if you're not working actively to create something, then, you know, you're really not going to go anywhere. 
Um, so, uh, you know, I say as quickly as you can build something that can be validated um, in the startup world, you know, called an MVP or minimal viable product. If that's a WordPress, you know, page, a landing page, you know, Squarespace, one product, if you're building a, a product, building a prototype even, you know, get something out there and then use the power of momentum, um, you know, to really start, uh, you know, going for what I call big asks. So I think that one of the things that some of the most powerful entrepreneurs do, um, and one of the things I've, I've consistently really forced myself to do, um, and it, you know, it hasn't come naturally, um, but stepping into this place of boldly and abundantly asking. So, uh, you know, once you've got your idea, once you've got something that's, you know, at least in some shape or form viable, um, then going out and boldly asking anyone and everyone who is in your target market, anyone and everyone who you think, hey, this would be a solution to their problems, going and asking them to try what you've got to offer, being excited about it, passionate to share your work. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is, you know, one of the highest forms of creativity. So being proud about what you've created and, you know, going after individuals on LinkedIn, at networking groups saying, hey, here's something that I, I have that I'm excited about and I want to teach you about it. What do you think? And getting that feedback uh, to get paying customers as quickly as you can and improving your product from there. The one thing I would say is that, um, you know, oftentimes I, I hear people say, I would be an entrepreneur if I had $10,000, if, you know, I didn't have a job, if I, you know, if, 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 and there's a ton of ifs in there, um, there'll never be a perfect time to launch a business. And oftentimes we get stuck in these limiting beliefs that you cannot be an entrepreneur unless you know, there are the perfect conditions. If anything, um, you know, it's having adversity, it's having challenges, it's having blocks that makes you solution, that makes you think a little bit harder on how you're going to manifest and create what, whatever you're envisioning. So don't wait, get something out there, get feedback, try to get paying customers right away. That's the one thing I didn't do in my first business. Um, you know, I spent way too long on development and, you know, finding a logo and what platform I was going to host my website on like all things are actually irrelevant um where you know the, the key is to get something out there and try to get people to pay for it right away to see if you have anything that's worth working on you know that's interesting that you said that you're the second person that i've talked to today in regards to business about you know just getting out there and i think that you know, because we're in such a online society where we do a lot of work from, you know, technology online, you know, social media and that kind of thing, that we're actually losing that component of just getting out there, building relationships, connections, getting out in front of someone's face and talking about what it is that we're doing. And we end up spending a lot more time, you know, building stuff on social media, but that's not really going to go anywhere if you don't have the right. other element. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I, I, this stands up, stands out in my mind. I was at an event in New York City a couple of years ago and, um, it, you know, it was like a tech entrepreneur kind of event. And there were so many people at this event talking about like what they were thinking about building or, hey, I'm about to launch. And there was this one guy uh, who had, you know, just the skins of an app that he had started working on and literally worked the room like a maver maverick. And he was like, you know, like, hey, 
this is what I'm working on, you know, sign up, get, you know, get involved. Here's what I'm doing. I mean, it wasn't perfect what he had put together, but it was out there and he had something to show. And it was such, you know, he was able to have such powerful, rich conversations, um, you know, because he'd taken the leap and, you know, really made himself vulnerable. And I think that that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, oftentimes we're afraid to leap and launch is that vulnerability. Um, you know, we get caught up in the, it's got to be perfect. What if, my old boss on LinkedIn sees what I put out there and posted and it isn't perfect and shiny. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, being able to be, um, you know, in this place of surrender and saying, Hey, I'm going to do the best I can do and put it out there. And if people judge me, so what, as an entrepreneur, you're judged every day, you're going to make millions of mistakes. Um, you know, so you have to develop that thick skin and know that some people are going to give you terrible feedback. That's okay. Um, but if you can take the nugget of, uh, you know, if, if what needs to be improved from that feedback, um, you know, then you're, you're putting yourself on the right path. I love that. Teju, I'd love for you to talk with us a little bit about, you know, this idea that, you know, we are in charge of our destiny and, um, you know, it's something that we, we have to visualize and we have to believe in. So do you have any tips in regards to, you know, how do we manifest, I guess, um, what, what it is that we want? Absolutely. Um, you know, and I really believe in this idea of positive creation. And, you know, I think that our mindset, uh, you know, is, is just we're so powerful. Our thoughts really do dictate our reality. And, uh, you know, I've read so many books in the personal development space. Um, and one that stands out in my mind is um, 177 Secrets of the World Class. I think it's actually 177 Mindset Secrets of the World Class by uh, Steve Siebold. So a book that I'm always recommending to everyone. And, you know, in that book, he talks a ton about the fact that, um, you know, world-class individuals, versus, you know, just average individuals and, you know, people who, who really have, um, you know, kind of a struggling mindset, so to speak. Um, you know, the difference is that world-class individuals are really keen on the fact that they create their reality. They make their own luck. They're making the opportunities. Of course, there are things that happen that are circumstantial that you have no control over. But what really, um, you know, kind of sets world-class versus, uh, you know, anyone else apart is the fact that world-class people say, hey, listen, no matter what life throws at me, and life can throw some pretty gnarly stuff your way, uh, no matter what life throws at me, I'm going to make the best out of the situation. I'm going to figure out what the learning is here. If I make a mistake, um, you know, what can I learn? How can I do it better next time? If something tragic happens, um, you know, what are some opportunities where I can, you know, be of service to people who have the same type of situation happen to them? And he talks just about, you know, tons of examples of people who have had terrible things happen to them, things I can't even imagine, and how their mindset really pushed them through. Um, you know, so one of the things that, um, you know, I think that if you're going to any business endeavor, um, if you're pursuing your dreams, going after your goals big, it's really being, you know, clear on the fact that, what you think becomes your reality. And uh, some of the things that I do, number one, I'm always surrounding myself 
with positive people. Um, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, Jim Rohn always said. So how can you get yourself around people who are thinking more, doing more, pushing more, giving more, serving more? Um, you know, and by nature of that, you become more as well. Uh, the other thing is, you know, really being mindful on, on uh, you know, what, what you can just be grateful for in the moment. Um, you know, I think that grateful, you know, that, that mindset of gratitude and being grateful for the things that you have breathes more abundance. Um, you know, so in order to create the destiny that you want, it's being excited about what you have and having positive expectation that what you want will happen um, instead of being in this place of scarcity and lack. Um, so, for example, if you want more money, if you want to create a business, um, it's being in a, a state of readiness, preparing yourself, doing the work, reading the books, showing up at the seminar, finding the mentors. Um, when you do that, you're telling the universe uh, that, hey, I'm ready for this. I'm owning up and increasing my skill to be this person. Whereas, uh, you know, people who struggle with creating their own, their own destiny are in this place of scarcity. They're so focused on what they don't have. They're so focused on um, the obstacles that they never take the action steps to actually overcome um, to, to become the person that they want to be. So I think that, you know, one of the first things I did when I was ready to change my life was was, um, you know, I said, if I want to be this entrepreneur, if I want to, you know, help other people build businesses, who do I need to become in this process in order to get there? Who are some people who've done this? Um, I can read their biographies. I can, you know, sit down and speak with them. What conferences are they attending? And I made it my business. I invested a ton to get around those people. Um, you know, I signed up for Audible, a little thing, uh, you know, that I did early on. And, I, you know, I made sure I was listening to three, four, five books, um, you know, every single month. Um, you know, that way I had the information. I had the mind fuel in order to consistently show the universe, hey, I'm ready. I'm owning up to becoming this person. Um, I'm owning up to living my dreams and creating my destiny. Wow. I mean, that that itself is so empowering. But, you know, it's true. It's funny because I just watched the documentary, The Secret. I've, of course, I've read the yeah. book, but I just <laughs> watched it on Netflix. And, I mean, it really is true. And I think that um, sometimes it takes, you know, it, it, it takes people to really go through it to understand it. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, that's not really true. Or, you know, that doesn't really, just because I think something doesn't mean it's going to happen. But it, it does. It really does. You know, how you feel about yourself and putting yourself out there and doing the work, it, it really does manifest into something different. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes a fallacy is, you know, and where there's like a slight nuance. People think, you know, law of attraction and, you know, your thoughts become your things. I can just sit here and think things and they're going to happen. No, it's not a passive act. Um, you know, I think that when you have a thought that is powerful, that you feel good about, you're excited about creating something, um, you know, the next thing is figuring out what the inspired action is that you need to take. And then from that, that breeds the momentum that helps things, you know, come into fruition. That's not to say that it's going to be easy. Uh, right. You know, I think that oftentimes people say, hey, I've been thinking about having a million dollars and nothing's happened. <laughs> well, <you know? laughs> like, well, it doesn't really work like that. You know, yes, you can hold that thought and that's step one. Um, you know, but the full circle of the law of attraction is thinking, you know, inspired thought, inspired action, you know, 
taking that action, finding the right people, stepping into the abundance and being the person, the type of person who commands a million dollars, the type of person who can, you know, will have fiduciary responsibility over a million dollars. You know, what are some things that you can do right away, um, you know, in order to manage your money like someone who has a million dollars? Even if you have $10 in your bank account, you know, can you save a dollar um, to show the universe, to get into the practice and the habit, um, you know, that you'll be responsible when you're blessed with, um, you know, the abundance of money that you're looking so looking for. So I say that to people all the time. Yes, hold those thoughts, but don't think that that's going to get you, you know, across the finish line. You've got to take action. And it's got to come from a place of, of, of inspiration and perspiration. Absolutely. Teju, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. I, I really love all of your feedback and I'm glad we're able to talk and share you with the audience. I'd love to jump into the power section. If you can tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us. Sure. So I've, I've read so many books. I probably read like 200 plus books a year. Um, so it's hard to pick one. I will say uh, can I give a, if I can give a one A and a one B. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> one A would be the success principles by Jack Canfield. Um, you know, this, it's just a powerful book and it lays down the law on mindset, thinking, abundance, actions, clearing limiting beliefs, all of the things that you need in order to live a powerful, rich life. Um, the second would be Think and Grow Rich. And I think so many people who, um, you know, are just incredible visionaries and inspiring entrepreneurs have, you know, recommend this. But, it, you know, what's so amazing is that Napoleon Hill, um, you know, back in his day, he talks about, you know, the mindset of abundance. He talks about the economic factors that were ha happening at his time and how to transcend those. And it's amazing to look at this book, listen to this book and read this book that is decades old. And the same information is timeless. The same principles, the same laws are timeless. So those would be, um, you know, my, I would say one A and one B. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're incredibly proud of? Yes, I would say that, um, you know, more recently, um, you know, I have, have started a camp for entrepreneurs, um, young entrepreneurs. I've always been uh, passionate about teaching children um, about business business building, entrepreneurial thinking early on. I didn't really learn, even though I knew about entrepreneurship, you know, here and there, I was very much in the mindset of go to school, go to college, get, you know, get a degree. Uh, get a corporate job, you know, get married, bada boom, bada bang. Like that was like the, li the life path. Um, and I, you know, it took me until I would say my mid twenties to really understand that you, you don't have to do that. Like you can do and create your own economy. You can create your own business. You can decide to pursue your passions. Um, you, you know, it took me a while to be unprogrammed from that path. Uh, for lack of a better way to put it. So um, one of the things that I've been super excited about is, you know, working for organizations uh, like Project Echo, um, Youth Business Alliance. And then recently I created a camp called Camp Trep. Um, and it's all about inspiring entrepreneurship in children ages 8 to 12. So, um, you know, creating a business project, finding out what they're passionate about. Um, that's one of the things I'm the most excited and proud about. And is there anything that you do uh, maybe daily or some kind of positive routine that helps you get a positive rise each day? 
Absolutely. So I am a rituals person. So, um, you know, every day and my friends make fun of me for this, uh, you know, every day I get up and uh, do a couple things. Number one, I write down what I'm uh, grateful for. Um, and, you know, typically it's three things. And, uh, you know, I don't just write down, hey, I'm grateful for my family, uh, but, you know, the why behind it. So I'm grateful for my family because of all the loving support that they've given to me on this, this entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, and it really helps me put my mindset in that, that place of abundance early on in the day. Um, I also am a huge fan of just getting moving first thing in the morning. So I will do like the most craziest looking exercise early on, like right when I hop out of the so I'm doing a plank or, you know, jumping up and down and it looks wild, but it helps me to just, you know, transition into a state of activity for the rest of the day. Um, it, you know, and then I write down what I want to create every single day. So instead of a to-do list, to me, which to me seems really, really, really static and stressful, um, I write down typically the top three things that I want to create, um, you know, so it helps put me in this place of, um, you know, kind of excitement instead of looking at a to-do list being like, oh, I've got to get, you know, X, Y, and Z done. Um, you know, so even if it's something as boring as I've got to, you know, figure out my taxes, for example, um, you know, I'll say I want to create, um, you know, the time and space on my calendar so I can get the support I need to deal with or to manage my taxes so that they're in on time. Um, and, you know, it just shifts the language and it makes it more, um, you know, feeling like I'm choosing, uh, you know, versus a, ugh, I've got this static to-do list, which I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, I love that. And Teju, again, it's been such an honor to, to have you here. If you can leave us with one last golden nugget, um, one thing that maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about or the last thing that you want to leave with us, what would it be? Yeah, I would say just go for it. Go for whatever you want to do with audacity. Yeah, you know, you, you've only got one run on this earth. And, you, you know, you want to run hard. You want to run fast. You want to give it your all. Um, you know, so anything that you're thinking of that you want to do, go out and go after it full force. You know, there is so much in this world, so much money, so many people who can help you. Do not be afraid to ask, um, you know, treat, treat your life as, as this great experiment um, where, you know, the right combination of people, places, and things will help you create the impact that you want. And don't be afraid to do it. You know, you don't want to live a life of regret. So, um, you know, go for it, be bold, and, and ask for what you want. Thank you again, Teji, for joining us. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Yes, for sure. So, um, you know, you can go to my website, which is uh, Teju TV, or check out Soul Group, which is soulgroup.com. Um, and I'm on all the, the social media channels as Teju TV. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll keep everyone posted on all the things that we're launching over at Salt, including, um, you know, our newest endeavor with Blisswell. Um, but yeah, Teju TV is my hub. Thank you again so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. If so, please share it with your friends and your family. You can post it on social media and just help us spread the word. We would really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, you can head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and let us know how we're doing. You can leave us a review and a rating of the podcast because we would love to know how we're doing and we want your help to be better. Plus, this really is one of the best ways to support our podcast Rise Up for You. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Podcast Directory, Blueberry, and of course, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you can check out all of the show notes and listen to the podcast on the website. Thank you again for tuning in to Rise Up for You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.